0: Well, hello, and welcome to Pre-Service, a podcast preparing you for worship at Silverdale Baptist Church. My name is Michael, and I am with my good friend, Kevin. How you doing, Kevin? Hey, I'm doing great, brother. How are you doing? I'm good, and I'm excited to be back. We're <laughs> We're hopefully doing better
1: on this take, right? We're, it's, <laughs> it's not only been a little while. See, one thing you all don't know is we don't always do these in the same order that you hear them, and we don't always do them every week. So they're dropped every week. So on Wednesdays, you ought to be able to hear it or see it if you're watching the video. But for us, there are times where we do a couple of them. And tonight, we've done a couple of the same one, right? <laughs> yeah, either the card was full it's, it's or, one thing or something, the other, something
0: but, would happen, and hey, it's just like, oh, we got to do it again. So here we are. We're sharing with you
1: that it doesn't always work. So whatever you see out there on social media, you're not seeing the first take all the time. Sometimes you're seeing what we can craft together. <laughs> and so here we are. But this whole series came out of the fact that Michael and I, in preparation for some of the services, uh, in, in advance of the weekend at times, we would especially when we knew what was coming up, we would be reading the scripture. We would be sharing with each other about observations. We would each share with our families and we would encourage one another with some of the things that we were going through. And because it's something that the pastors here at church are teaching and and want to see people applying in their lives, this SOAP method, reading the scripture, making observations, applying it, and then praying over those commitments of the application that they've made we thought this would be a good medium, a good opportunity for us to kind of model that and bring other people in and, and share. I think actually your daughter was the one who came up with the idea. Yeah, she
0: point. really did. She, yeah. she, I'm talking with my kids about church one day and, and one of my girls said, Hey dad, you know how often do we, we hear a message preached and then, and then we kind of go about our way and we don't really take the time to talk about it, think about it, or do anything with it. And that was really convicting to me. And, uh, has been what the Lord has used to, I would say, shift and change how I do a number of things in ministry. And so this is an outflow of that conversation. So, so this is a pre-service service then you'll
1: hopefully join us for a service and we'll address that later on. Hopefully join us for a service this weekend. And then there's a post service afterwards where you'll hear somebody talk about applying
0: God's word from the weekend that we heard. So yeah, those are a lot of fun. Those are a lot of fun each week. I have the opportunity to meet with a different staff and we just talk about our takeaways and observations from the service, our application point, that part of the soap method. And so we are currently in a series through Several chapters in the book of Psalms uh called Mixtape, uh, which our pastor cleverly came up with, which uh I guess a little subline there would be a song for every season of life. Yes. Um and and I love this this idea of the book of Psalms being a mixtape. Did you make mixtapes? I didn't make mixtapes. See that that rings true for me. That was something I did. Yeah, I made a few also. And 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 as I guess tapes worked their way out and CDs worked their way in, we made playlists. That's yes. maybe a little
1: And now all digital, right? Right now everything is just all digital on a device and and so you make your own playlist or you can share it so but this is god's playlist right these are messages that he has for us for all
0: different seasons of life i think that's i think that's pretty cool fantastic view of that And so tonight we're going to be talking about chapter 8, Psalm chapter 8, in preparation for this weekend's message. Now, if you're listening to this or watching this video and you're like, man, I'm not going to be in church. This is several weeks after the fact or whatever. If you're thinking about Psalm chapter 8 and this is a help to you, we would encourage you to finish the episode and learn what you can through Yeah. This. And you
1: can always go back and find the recording of the sermon and even the full service and go through this process for Psalm chapter eight. So pre-service, the service and
0: the post-service, right? Yep, that's exactly right. So we're going to talk about Psalm chapter eight. But before we do, we're going to take a moment to talk about the use of the word Psalms in the New Testament. So every week we've included a little background yeah, material something. or supplemental material to the book of Psalms. We've talked about things like the structure of the Psalms, opposite, po- Hebrew poetry poetry yeah. and such. And tonight we're going to talk about the use of the word Psalms in the New Testament. In fact, there are two uses of This word in the New Testament. One is in Ephesians. The other is in Colossians. And I want to read those to you. Uh, The Ephesians is in chapter five, verse 19. I'm actually going to read the, the tail end of verse 18, along with 19. It says that we are to be filled with the spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Now, to to honor your time, to be, uh, I wish we had more time to talk about this, but just in real quick fashion, that phrase, be filled with the Spirit, it's not talking about, you know, some special miraculous gift, such as, say, talking in tongues or something of that nature. It's talking about how we are to be led on a consistent basis, how we are to be controlled by the Spirit. And that's going to not just be when we come together, maybe on, on the weekend for worship, but for all areas of life. Yes,
1: it should be a lifestyle of
0: being in submission
1: to the Holy Spirit and finding Him filling you. So
0: so not only are we filled with the Spirit, but we're filled with the Spirit in community with others. It says that we're to address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Uh, Now, there are a couple of ways you can interpret this. Uh, In in the English translation I'm reading, the, the ESV, it says psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs. Um, Yours may just say Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Uh, So we're obviously reading in the English. This was originally written in the Greek, and some interpret this as three different things. There are Psalms, and there are hymns, and there are spiritual songs. Others might interpret this as saying Psalms, which are hymns and spiritual songs. Which is the accurate, the exact Here's the beauty. For our purposes, for our purposes to not, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to matter, right? <laughs> so if you it, want to explore that on your own, you certainly can. Yeah, absolutely. But, but the
1: point is, however you read it, yeah. Psalms have a place for New Testament believers, right? Yes. And for us today, it's something we should model in our relationships that we do depend on the Psalms and we share them
0: with one another in song. Yeah, so so one author I read said that this this phrase addressing one another's. I mean, that that's not saying that I should be sitting here singing a psalm to Kevin, then he in turn sings it back to me. Uh, nothing like that. That would be weird. Uh, but what we do is we come together in fellowship, in community, and being filled with the Spirit, we sing psalms. And and it's I it's encouraging. I'm encouraging to you, yeah. you're encouraging to me. It's this 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 idea of being in fellowship or in community with
1: it's, it's part of affirming God's word and the the truths of God's word, particularly within the Psalms, uh in community. And and that is a matter of encouraging, lifting one another up, spurring one another on to those good works that are prepared for us.
0: Now, the other use of Psalms in the New Testament is in Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. It says there, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. And so, Kevin, when I read this, a word or a phrase that jumps out to me is, dwell in you richly. Again, we're reading in the ESV, it says that we're to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. So there is a relationship between our understanding and knowledge of the word of God and our expression of worship in song.
1: Yes. And I think that, again, that goes back to how the Lord embeds His truth in the Psalms. So we see Psalm, the different psalmists uh, write psalms that are based in the theology of God, who He is, how He demonstrates Himself to us, what He shows us. We see people moved through time. It's something that, that moves someone's spirit, certainly guided by the Holy Spirit in what they were writing. And that writing protected and delivered to us. Us, when we recount those truths, right, we begin to get more richly, more deeply into God's Word and it into us, and it guides and directs our thoughts about who God is and who we are
0: and who we are in community with one another and with God. Yeah. So if you put all that together, uh, these two verses and, and everything that the two of us have just said, when you're singing the Psalms in community, you sing this being, uh, filled by the spirit and informed by the Bible. Yes. Not, I mean, certainly the Psalms, but the full counsel of God's word. So it's yes. very important for us to spend time in community, in uh, in in God's word, being filled with the Spirit and sharing that with one another, yeah, in, in the community, that's yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So so
1: let's get into Psalm chapter eight. Let's read this, and and so we'll start off. Uh, this is in the ESV tonight. Uh, it generally is, but we're sticking with it tonight. So, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth? You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and infants you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and stars which you've set into place, what is man that you're mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic
0: is your name in all the earth. Amen. I, I love this little psalm. This is yes. one of my favorite little Psalms. It has been for a number of years. And as I was reading different commentaries on this in preparation for this project, uh, man, apparently a lot of these commentators do as well because they just seem to get excited in their language when they talked about this. One author, I, I want to read a phrase here. It says, or a sentence here. It says, this psalm is an, is an unsurpassed example of what a hymn should be, celebrating as it does the glory and grace of God rehearsing who he is and what he has done and relating us and our world to him all with a masterly economy of words and in a spirit of mingled joy and awe. Now I'm reading that and I understand just hearing that, that might sound like a mouthful. So let me distill that down into a phrase. When I read this Psalm, it it just, just encourages me in, in my worship of the Lord as I think about who God is, how glorious he is, how majestic he is, and then who I am in relationship to him. Yes. So in a phrase, this is all about God's glory, and my good, and yes. our good. A blessing to
1: us based in God and his nature, who he is. Yeah. And I think that's when we start off here with the first verse, we see his glory and, and you know, we're, we're going to talk about a couple of different pieces here, making observations. But here's an observation you don't see in the English. Um, if you look at glory in verse one and then you look down in verse five and you find glory again, those aren't the same word. Those are actually two slightly different words from the same root, it looks like. Uh, The first one refers to the splendor or the beauty of God. So in the first verse, you have the psalmist saying how majestic and then how beautiful you are. God is a being who draws attention out of his very nature. The way he is, who and what he is, It deserves that worship, right? He is glorious in his being. But then we see that because of his actions in verse 5, it says, you crowned mankind, humankind, as part of your creation. You crowned him with some glory. But it comes from God, not from us. That's the difference. It's part of his nature. But for us, it's a blessing he put into us in that all humans are made in his image, Right? Yes. So I I think that that's one of the things to recognize. He is who and what he is, and deserving of that worship and praise and we're blessed again as you were saying just following along with that idea yeah. we're blessed by him that that glory that resides in humankind is because he's blessed us
0: yeah so don't 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 miss that just really bask in that idea as you're as you're processing through this chapter in preparation for worship this weekend kind of bask and let it just soak in your mind and in your spirit that that here We're praising a magnificent God who is full of glory and beauty in who he is. And in who he is, he has crowned us and And blessed blessed us and honored us with glory. Not the same thing. No. Uh, And it's for his glory that he does it. Yes. He, you know,
1: I, I think it's also interesting that he starts off, the psalmist starts off with the nature of God. You are beautiful and wonderful and to be desired, God, O Lord, our Lord, you are This thing. And then he goes down and he talks about any who would be against the Lord. The only reference to anything that isn't in God's favor or on God's side or worshiping God or made by God are foes because there, there is someone in opposition to him. But the only reference to them is you've taken the weakest, you've taken babes and infants and in their honest statements of your glory is the implication that all who would be against you, you have complete dominion over them. They are completely withdrawn and decimated by your nature. So we see the nature of God at the very first of this, and then we
0: dive into the things he's done in verse 3. Yeah, and you know... If you, if you see a smile on Kevin's face and a little bit of excitement, it's because there's a use of this verse in the new Testament of verse two out of the mouth of babes and infants. And, and that's Jesus actually, who's using this verse. And there's, there's a, there's a a story in Matthew where Matthew 21, where Jesus has come into Jerusalem, it's Palm Sunday, and he's in the temple and he's healing and there are young children around him yes. singing Hosanna. Hosanna. They're yeah. praising him. These young children are doing this very thing that this psalm is talking about. How did about. the people take that? How did, they, well, how did the leaders I take that? I don't know that? how everybody took it, but those that were in leadership didn't like it too much. They did not seem to like they it, didn't. did not And Jesus, understanding their hearts, understanding what they were saying... He quotes this verse. Yeah. And I can only imagine if they didn't like what the children were doing. I can't imagine (laughs) Jesus saying,
1: hey, and and the way he says it, he he says, have you not read? Right. Which keeping in mind that these are the religious leaders, not only had they read the passage, Many of them probably had memorized different pieces of the Psalms, and this would have been something. And we said, "Have "Have you not read?" It's just right in their face. You know the word that the Lord God has given you, but you don't know the word. They missed something along the way. They missed the application. (laughs) They truly
0: did. Um, Yeah,
1: you know this, but but we can do the same thing. So, not to make fun of that, and make make fun of of that, because we can do the same thing. But, but this is a thing that when the Lord put this application. You know, when he put it to the test, he said, hey, here is an application of it. Uh, It's a cutting, scathing kind of, you know, it it reaches right into your heart and you say, oh, wow, yes, I
0: have. There's a phrase in verse four, uh, four, verses four and five, that that stands out to me that might be a little confusing if you read this in different translations. And so we're not going to take a lot of time to explore this. Phrase, but we do want to at least point it out and encourage you on your own time to take some time uh, to to explore it. And that's um, as I'm reading the ESV, it says, Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings. But Kevin, every English translation doesn't translate this the same. No, that little lower than the heavenly
1: beings. It's the heavenly beings that sometimes is translated differently. Um, the word used there has an ability to be used differently. So
0: in ESV, it's the heavenly beings. Uh, in CSV, and others, it's it says, God. It says God. The word is Elohim, and so if you know this word, and and maybe you've just known this word in reference to God, that's true. But the word Elohim can also be used. In reference to all heavenly beings, including angels. And so maybe your translation says heavenly beings. Maybe it says God. Um, This, don't let this throw you. Don't let this throw you too much because... You can spend a little time studying it if if you want to. Certainly you can. I think both are true here in that we are created lower than God. That's that's a given, right? Yes. Um, But we're also in a place that is lower currently, Yes, than the a, angels. a state that's lower than the angels. Uh, and so let me, let me kind of flesh that out a little bit, you know, for, for you and I, um, we were created both spirit and body. We were given a body and we also have spirit. Uh, but we know that, uh, God and all the, the angels, the heavenly beings are spirit they don't have a physical body like we do. But then on the other end, you have the, the. if you look at verse six, it says all the sheep and all the oxen and all the beasts of the field. We know that all the animals of the earth have a physical body, but they don't have a spirit. Right. And so They're- God says that we have dominion Ooh. over created animals, plants, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, you first read about this back in Genesis where it says that we're to be fruitful and multiply and to cultivate the earth. So we've been given dominion. We've been given a job. You have a place of cultivation. I have a place in that. Kevin, you have a place in that. All of us have our role in cultivating the earth. So whatever your job is, whatever it is you enjoy to do, these, these are in part in, in what God has given you to cultivate the earth. So, so we have both spirit and body. Animals just have a body body. Angels have spirit, spirit. And so right now we are a little lower than the heavenly beings. But the Bible says at one point, at some point in the future, yes, that's going to that's going to flip. Yes, that's going to flip. And the angels, the Bible says, uh, they're just in awe of this. They're just in right. awe of who you are and who I am, who we are, that God created us in such a way that we are spirit and body. And, and the nature
1: of redemption in, in that whole process yes. that they they desire to understand that. They long to look into it, to experience it and, and understand it. And certainly they're beings at this point who are different and higher in their ability, in their nature than we are, right? Right. But the reading of this, where we say the heavenly beings are God, we know that there is another passage in the New Testament that provides a little more visibility into that, a little more understanding of it. It doesn't contradict this. It just gives us a clear statement. Mm-hmm. So if you read this in your translation, if you read verse 5 and it says a little lower than God, and then you go read Hebrews 2.17, it says a little lower than the angels, that's not a contradiction If you have God and then you have the angels, you can say both. We're a little lower than God and a little lower than the angels. So it's not a contradiction. So that does not, that passage in Hebrews 2 doesn't necessarily refute this or change this regardless of how it's interpreted
0: or translated. It, It can both be true. Um, so we've said a lot there and we would yeah. just encourage you uh, to spend take some a little time. time to spend a little time there. Um, well, we do hope this has been an encouragement to you as you are preparing for worship this weekend. And we do hope that you will be in worship this weekend. If you're new to Silverdale, you're new to this podcast. We have, uh, several, uh, locations on Sunday. We have a Saturday night service, uh, a variety of times. We would encourage you to go to the website and check out those times and locations and be a part of worship. Take some time between now and then to read and reread this psalm. Just enjoy it. Again, bask in it and let your mind explore this psalm.
1: Yeah. That and and especially the Lord. Right. That's because this is really focused on him and on us in relation to him.
0: Yep. And if you're looking for a resource to encourage you and help you in your study of the Psalms, we would recommend 40 Days in the Psalms by T.J. Betts. Not a very long book. Uh, this covers or a hard book to read. It's it's a little more than a devotional, but not quite as lengthy or super heavy, technical. No, yeah, no. As a big commentary it yeah. covers the first 50 Psalms. there. Uh, in this book. I hope that at some point that either Dr. Betts or somebody will release another book covering the rest because I've enjoyed this. And, and so we would encourage you to check that out. Hope to see you on Sunday and Hey, do us a favor, like, and subscribe. We would love for this podcast, this video to grow.
1: Yeah. So spend time in the word, spend time with the Lord and enjoy him this week.
0: this was helpful to you if while listening you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus we would love to help you with that you can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button in our weekend worship services we are in a six-week sermon series called Jesus in the midst John chapter 13 and 14 record Jesus's final words to his disciples in the upper room they are about to enter the darkest moment in history and Jesus shares with them the essentials of what they need to walk through them You know, the things they needed in the midst of their darkest hour are the same things we need in ours. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses or online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. Lastly, there are so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing at Silverdale. We really want you to feel welcome and a part, so please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on all our different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast.